It's Friday, June 16th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A tornado tore through the Texas panhandle town of Perrytown on Thursday, killing three people, injuring dozens more, and causing widespread damage as another series of fierce storms carved its way through southern states. The National Weather Service in Amarillo confirmed that a tornado hit the area shortly after 5 p.m. Thursday. Local officials said Thursday night that two people were missing. Perrytown Fire Chief Paul Dutcher said three people were killed, including at least one person who died in a mobile home park that took a direct hit from a tornado. Mr. Dutcher said at least 30 trailers were damaged or destroyed. First responders from surrounding towns and cities and from neighboring Oklahoma descended on the town, which is home to more than 8,000 people and about 115 miles northeast of Amarillo, just south of the Oklahoma line. In other news, the United States deployed a nuclear-powered submarine capable of carrying about 150 Tomahawk missiles to South Korea on Friday a day after North Korea resumed missile tests and protests of the U.S.-South Korean live-fire drills. The Ohio-class USS Michigan's arrival in South Korea, the first of its kind in six years, is part of a recent bilateral agreement on enhancing regular visibility of U.S. strategic assets to the Korean Peninsula in response to North Korea's advancing nuclear program. With the deployment of the USS Michigan, the U.S. and South Korean navies are to conduct drills on boosting their special operation capabilities and joint ability to cope with growing North Korean military threats, the South Korean Defense Ministry said in a statement. It said the U.S. submarine arrived at the southeastern port city of Busan but didn't say how long it would stay in South Korean waters. Around the world, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa arrived in Ukraine on Friday as part of a delegation of African leaders and senior officials seeking ways to end Russia's war, though an air raid in Kyiv during their visit was a grim reminder of the challenge they face. Mr. Ramaphosa's press service said that he was met by a Ukrainian special envoy and South Africa's ambassador at a rail station near Buka, the Kiev suburb where bodies of civilians lay scattered in the streets following Russian forces' withdrawal last spring. The Buka visit was symbolically significant as its name has come to stand for the barbarity of Moscow's military since its full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022. The African delegation also includes senior officials from Zambia, Senegal, Uganda, Egypt, in the Republic of Congo. Back in the U.S., the Department of Energy and several other federal agencies were compromised in a Russian cyber extortion gang's global hack of a file transfer program popular with corporations and governments, but the impact was not expected to be great, Homeland Security officials said Thursday. But for others among what could be hundreds of victims from industry to higher education, including patrons of at least two state motor vehicle agencies, The hack was beginning to show some serious impacts. Jeff Easterly, director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, told reporters that unlike the meticulous, stealthy SolarWinds hacking campaign attributed to state-backed Russian intelligence agents that was months in the making, this campaign was short, relatively superficial, and caught quickly. And. Pope Francis on Friday was discharged from the Rome Hospital where he had abdominal surgery nine days earlier 
to repair a hernia and remove painful scarring, with his surgeon saying the pontiff is now better than before the hospitalization. Francis, who is 86, left through the hospital's main exit in a wheelchair, smiling and waving and saying thanks to a crowd of well-wishers, then stood up so he could get into the small Vatican car awaiting him. The Pope is well, he's better than before, Dr. Sergio Alfieri, the surgeon who did the three-hour operation on June 7th, told reporters after he said goodbye to Francis as the pontiff got into the car. Right after the pontiff returned home, the Vatican press office announced that Francis would make his traditional Sunday noon appearance at an apostolic window overlooking St. Peter's Square to greet the public, an appointment that lasts about 10 minutes. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.